0: Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Hope everyone had an amazing long weekend. Well, it was a long weekend to our friends south of the border, but uh, I think a lot of Canadians took uh, Friday off because Canada Day was on a Thursday, so I'm going to say it's a long weekend. Welcome to Episode 55 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Cincinnati, Ohio, as Haley Johnson of the NKY Bandits Premier 05 team takes home the honors. Haley went 9-for-17 last weekend with three doubles, a home run, and nine RBIs at the Midwest Elite Invite Showcase in Marion, Ohio. Fantastic job, Haley, and best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down with Arizona Sun Devils alum and Athletes Unlimited member, San Diego's own Morgan Howe. Morgan has had a remarkable career to date, as she would be named to the 2017 NFCA All-Pacific Region 2nd Team and All-Mountain Team at Fresno State before transferring to Arizona State, where she would go on to be named a Pac-12 and NFCA All-Region 1st Team, a 1st Team All-American, while also making a trip to the 2018 Women's College World Series. Last season, Morgan participated in the inaugural season of Athletes Unlimited, where she finished 25th overall in the point standings. We're going to talk to Morgan about getting her start in the game down in Cali, her recruiting process, her time at Fresno State, her transfer to Arizona State, of course, Athletes Unlimited, as well as much, much more. This was a fantastic interview as Morgan's outgoing, no-holds-barred personality made for one of my favorite interviews to date. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go.
1: Got the world in my palm, like scammer, action, it's song I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom, I got the world in my palm.
0: Thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: I gotta say, uh, first off, congrats on the recent graduation from University of Florida with a master's degree.
2: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: So, are, are we officially calling you the Master of Disaster now?
2: <laughs> yes, that's, that is my uh, that is my name. Originally, it was Blessed with Mess, but um, we got Master of Disaster now, baby. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. So, what what was the master's in?
2: Sport management.
0: Oh right on, right on. So what what do you what do you plan on?
2: You know what? After I graduated um, from Arizona State, the question was, "So what's what's next?" And I I was able to use that excuse of, "Oh, I'm going to go back to school and get a master's." <laughs> and uh, we're here now with the master's, and we still have yet to figure that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one that's done that before. So I mean, yeah. you know,
2: the more and more people I talk to, the more and more people I meet it's the same story. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: So how, how weird was it being around all that orange and blue?
2: Um, it was different. Um, <laughs> definitely, um, a, a different experience for sure. I think it was really cool to be on a different side of the country. I mean, I've only been on the West coast, um, ish mm. and just even, I mean, meeting different people, um, the culture is just different out here. And, uh, I mean, in terms of uh, athletics and sports and stuff like that, I thought it was really cool to be at, you know, like a football school and, you know, be a part of, well, not be a part of, but at least sit in the stands and, mm. you know, sit, sit in the mix of all the the crazy, like die hard, you know, fans.
0: So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you were working with the Gators ball team in some form, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I was working with the softball team. Um the 2020 season and then coach walton was really nice to let me play au in the fall so i missed about like a month and a half maybe two months of the fall of 2020 Hmm. um and then i was there until christmas break um came back after christmas was getting my covid test um found out um that we had a death in the family so i went back for about a month and then i came back in February. Um, and then I was here, I was out, I was out there for a little bit. And then I decided that I wanted to play with team Florida and it just, it it didn't really work out. So I ended up getting, um, let go in a sense, Mm. um, and didn't really, and didn't finish out the season with them, but it was all, um, how do I want to say this? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, hostile or anything like that. It was a very smooth transition.
0: Right on. Right on. That's cool. then. Yeah. So what was the, uh, did you get to go to any football games there? Cause I know that that's pretty crazy there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so right before, so the fall before, uh, COVID so 2019, yeah. I got to go to a few football games and I mean, I mean that experience was just different in itself. I've been to a couple of Arizona state football games and a couple of Fresno state football games. I mean, those were fun, but I mean, mm. I've never been a part of like a sold out stadium, you know sweaty people everywhere (laughs) (laughs) um so that was that was really fun especially pre-covid and then i got to go to a couple football games in the fall of 2020 and those were those were still fun i mean they those fans still got extremely loud right
0: well that's cool but But, yeah it'd be uh i think you know this coming season probably everything's pretty much open back up down there anyway. So, I mean,
2: yeah, I think this fall will be a lot different for yeah. sure. I think towards the end of this, um, this fall season, they were, I mean, letting a lot more people in than, than, a uh, COVID right allowed. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Under the radar, what? You know, <laughs> um, so you mentioned, do you, you, were playing uh, some ball there with the Florida pro league team there. You got to, you played against the Canadian Olympic team back in May, didn't you?
2: Yeah. So we were actually originally supposed to go out to Spain. That's why that's the, that's the opportunity that I was asking coach Walton about right. it was so obviously in May, we were supposed to go to Spain for a week. Um, and due to COVID and things of that nature, it ended up getting canceled. So we decided to play uh, team Canada out in Fort Myers for a weekend. And then um, a day later drove down to Clearwater and was playing team Mexico for um, I think five days. Mm -hmm. So over that course of the week, I mean, we still got games in, but yeah, I got to play against team Canada for, uh, four games. And that was, that was really cool. I mean, that was an experience in itself. Um, the fall fall of 2019, I was actually working out with team Canada for a little bit in hopes that my citizenship would
0: go through, but it ended up not. Oh, is that right? I never knew that.
2: Yeah. No one ever knew that. It was, it was a very, very short period of time. So not something that, yeah.
0: So who, who in your family's Canadian?
2: my grandpa, so my dad's dad he was born in canada and then my dad went and got his citizenship and then we're trying to get mine but wow because i'm not i'm not as directly affiliated right um it's gonna take like
1: years
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so,
0: wow that would have been cool though i mean
2: <laughs> that would have been that would have been really cool huh
0: yeah so h- how fun was it to get back into some game action
2: uh really fun especially considering after I graduated from Arizona State I really thought my career was done right. I mean there's just so little professional opportunity and I didn't get drafted by the MPF. um I reached out over the course of the summer and I heard back from nobody um just didn't think I was going to play um decided to get my master's that was just really nice to be a part of you know be around softball and be like mm. um you know be a part of a team you know
1: yeah
2: um Even if I was just like doing all the behind the scenes stuff, but um, and then COVID hit, and I was like, "Wow, I just can't have softball." I I just (laughs) (laughs) and then there was there was a tryout prior to COVID for um, uh, California Commotion, which was the new MPS team that was getting added. Oh right, yeah. And I I did I did go on a limb. I flew back home for that trial, ended up making it. So the the dream didn't die completely until COVID hit, and I was like, "Wow, so I can't even work around softball, and I'm not going to be able to play." And then athletes unlimited happens.
0: So. Yeah, well, that was it. It was
2: really nice. It yeah. was really nice to be able to get back out on the field.
0: Yeah, for, for <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I mean, we'll jump into athletes unlimited here in a bit. But uh, is there actually? I never even thought about asking this, but uh, the California commotion team—is there still talk about them? You know, if NBA, MPF gets to get going again here next year, if they're going to be joining, or any word on that?
2: Um, I mean, as far as I know. I don't see why not. I mean, I haven't heard different as of, I mean, as of, um, again, as far as I've heard, we've been in the loop. Um, when, so we had our tryout and then COVID canceled our first season. And then, I mean, I heard something about the second season getting canceled. So I assumed that, you know, commotion was still going to be in, Mm. in the league. Um, but I guess we'll just wait until next summer to find out if, uh, they are or aren't.
0: (laughs) Fingers crossed fingers crossed there yeah anyway something we uh like to do at the beginning of the podcast here little thing to kind of break the ice we call it quick pitches I'm gonna uh Uh-oh. I'm gonna throw 10 10 random questions to you <laughs> oh boy you you answer if, if you're
2: looking if you're looking for a quick response I promise you they won't, <laughs> they won't <be. laughs>
0: don't worry just hey you can answer these best you can so <laughs> okay <laughs> all right we'll get going first one biggest thing you Got miss it. at Arizona State
2: That's hard. See, I can't I can't do this quick stuff. Because there's oh man, you, gosh. Um I I'll tell you it's a tie between Coach Ford,
0: okay.
2: Club Farrington, or the uniforms.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, that's an answer. <laughs> Next one. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? <laughs>
2: You know, I'm gonna say animals.
0: Okay, Doctor Doolittle. Huh? <laughs> I could
2: because I can. I can talk. If I could talk to animals, I can
0: still learn every language in, in the world. Good point. Very good point. You know. Yep. Uh, next one on a scale of one to ten, with ten being the best. How are your math skills?
2: Listen, <laughs> listen, my math is actually spectacular. I, they just caught me on an off day. They caught me on a really, really off day.
0: That video, for anybody listening that doesn't know what we're talking about here, <laughs> the Athletes Unlimited have a video with uh, Morgan and her math skills, and it's pretty funny, actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they just caught me on a really, really off day. My math, like math was one of my best subjects.
0: Okay. All right. I, I believe you. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word.
2: So I'm going to say a 10. I'm, All right. I'm a 10 at math.
0: Very good. Uh, besides softball, what are some of your other passions?
2: Oh boy. Um, my other passions. I mean, I would say I'm just really into like my people, like my circle. Mm-hmm. I love knowing, you know, what my people are are doing with their lives. You know, are they okay? How are they doing? Things like that. So I guess the other things I'm passionate about are, you know, my inner circle, my, my uh, corner, if that makes sense.
0: Right on. Yep. Uh, who's your go-to band or artist when you can't decide on something to listen to?
2: Chris Brown, hands down. That's the quickest answer you're ever going to get. Uh-huh, Chris Brown, right <laughs> on. Uh,
0: who was your biggest idol growing up?
2: Mm, it's a mix between my mom and my dad. I mean, my dad was my, my softball person Um, but my mom was more of my personal life person. So it's a, it's a even split between those two.
0: Excellent. If you could relive one moment from your life all over again, what is it?
2: Ooh, if I could relive one moment of my entire life. That's a tough one. (laughs) Um, that is a tough one because, oh man, um,
0: I should have probably narrowed it down to like softball or something. Yeah,
2: yeah, you got to you, you got to split me in one direction. <laughs> okay, softball. Let's take it softball. from there. If I can relive one moment, um, I would say I would say the Alley Tattnell walk off against Utah on Sunday. Um, we came back and scored like nine runs in the in the bottom of the seventh inning. Ooh. That that is a day that that is a day I will want to relive forever.
0: The video I posted a couple of days ago.
2: actually, yeah, the one you posted a couple of days ago. Yeah, that exact moment.
0: That was amazing. Yeah. by the way, like that's unheard of. Nine runs in the I mean, bottom of the that's seventh.
2: Just, you're you're asking for quality at bats through and through. Yeah. Out of your entire team, like that's hard for everyone to lock in and be committed to that that's hard I so guess i is. would i would 100% relive that you
0: know being down 17 nine going on the bottom of the seventh and you know pretty much going scoring like, nine
2: runs to yeah, walk it off that's, like that's uh, disgusting. like who
0: does that exactly that's <laughs> unreal unreal all right uh next one if you could have a never ending candle that smelled like anything you wanted what fragrance mm-hmm. would fragrance r- fragrance would you want it to be capri blues volcano what what the hell is that <laughs> So, the scent is
2: called Volcano and it's by Capri Blue. That'll be the second and only quickest answer you'll ever get. Wow.
0: Okay. I I actually didn't expect a quick one on that one.
2: Yeah, that's my favorite scent. You can buy that candle at (laughs) Anthropologie.
0: I was going to say, I was going to say, mine's like vanilla cupcakes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, Volcano by Capri Blue. All right.
0: I'm going to Google that when we're done, by the way. Uh, Next one. Is this the Padre season?
2: Absolutely. Okay. Um, you could ask me even in our worst. It's always the Padres <laughs> season.
0: Hey, they got a good shot always. this year.
2: No pods, baby.
0: Yeah. They, tough division, though. I mean, no, I don't think anybody expected San Francisco to do what they're doing. but uh,
2: Listen, I only worry about us. Yeah.
0: Good enough. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Last one. Favorite uniform color combo at ASU? Oh. <laughs>
2: That's so hard. Um, okay. I'm going to say... Me personally, I really, really loved wearing maroon.
1: Yeah. Mm. Our all maroon
2: jerseys, but that's hard because we looked clean in our all whites, whether that was like the yep. Devils or like the stripes in the yep. state. But I will say, I think my favorite uniform was was the maroon. Okay, because I mean, not a lot of people look good in maroon, and for a whole team to just look bomb, bomb.
0: Man, I'm telling you right now, ASU. I, I, I'll say it hands down, best unis in the NCAA. Yeah,
2: hundred percent. Because it's not just it's not just the uniform; it's the helmet, the stirrup, everything. It's the cleats, it's the gloves to match. I mean, it's just they they know what the coach Ford knows what she's doing when she picks out these uniform combos. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah. So uh, actually the side clip, we're done quick pitches now anyway. So side, side thing here. How, how awesome was swag day getting all your, getting all your swag. Oh God.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, I, it was, uh, best day ever because in order to get your gear, you had to make sure like you had to pass your conditioning test. Right. So, you know, not only are you getting your stuff, but like you passed your test, like you don't have anything else to worry about. So uh, that was, that was the best day ever. Those were always the best days.
0: Right on, man. I, I love, like, I love getting new, (laughs) like back, back when I like in my competitive days playing ball and stuff, like getting all the, like the, like all the team gear and everything. Oh man. I just loved it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's just also, there's just also something about, you know, like the tags snapping off. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. 100% (laughs) (laughs)
2: ripping off the tag to throw it on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's something about that sound, that feeling. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so with every guest, we start off, uh, with your career with, uh, tell us when and where you got your start in the game.
2: When and where I got my start. Okay. So, uh, you mean like when I was little? Yeah. Uh, well, so dad played baseball um, we would always go to his like adult league baseball game. Cause he just, he couldn't give up the dream. Mm. And then, um, eventually when he stopped playing, he threw me in T-ball, but it was like with the boys
1: right.
2: and the difference to me, and my sister, I mean, cause I'm the oldest. Um, my sister was a tomboy. She loved, you know, the boys, she loved, you know, doing the dirty, like playing the mud, you yep. know, whatever. And I was, I was the Bratz dolls, um, princesses. <laughs> I was, I was, that kind of that kind of girl, and he threw me in with the boys, and I was I was like I I don't want to be here I don't I don't care I don't want to be here, um, so my parents let me quit under the one condition that I play a season of softball and I have to finish it out. So I was like fine whatever as long as I'm with girls. I wasn't really super interested in it. Um, didn't really like it much. Um, and then one day my friends from school. Cause I lived right underneath a park. Um, we were up at the park and I saw my friends from school playing softball. And I was like, dad, I want to do that. And he was like, I literally just signed, like, I literally signed you up. You were at practice two days ago. <laughs> so it's just the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. And I was like, no, but it looks fun cause they're doing it. Yeah. So that's how I got started. Um, at MMGS, Miramesa Girls Softball, um, our rec league. That's where I started. Um, and then from there, just <laughs> loved it ever since.
0: Okay. Well, I was going to ask, like, can you remember what age you fell in love with the game? Or mm-hmm. obviously, it wasn't right from the get-go.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think I started playing when I was seven. So I mean, if you look at me compared to a lot of the other girls that play this game, I would, I think that I started really late. Mm-hmm. But, um, I would say that I started falling in love with it maybe when I was like, like maybe ten. Okay. It took a few years because I wasn't good at it. And right. I, I had to learn how to hit a ball and catch a ball and, you know, things like that. I didn't, I didn't love it at first. I mean, I loved going to McDonald's after the game. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love. Who
0: doesn't? But
2: you know, <laughs> so I mean my, my six piece happy meal, Yeah. you know, I, I couldn't give that up. So absolutely um, not. But I, when I started figuring out how to play the game and it started making sense, I th- I would say that's my fell in love with it. I think it was like my 10 u all-star team. Cause we actually like did really well. And it was just cool to be a part of something that was like, you know, yeah. doing something. So, right.
0: so, what were there any coaches growing up, like through the, you know, travel ball and stuff through that at younger, younger age that, you know, helped you along the way?
2: Um, I will, I would say every coach, but hmm. I think the coach that I like owe everything to is my travel ball coach, um, Mike Amoto. I mean, cause he just taught me things like not just softball wise, but like, you know, just having a good character. Um, I remember cause I would get really angry. I mean, I'm so, I'm, I think I was just born naturally competitive Mm -hmm. and if I didn't get a base hit or if I didn't do this or I didn't do that, I started throwing my stuff. And I mean, that's just something you just don't do. (laughs) So there was, there was one time that, I mean, I finally was figuring it out. I was consistently hitting the ball, whatever. And then I finally hit like my first slump, you know?
1: Uh
2: And I, I I can't remember what I threw. I think I threw my helmet in the dugout. I I chucked it (laughs) and, oh man, he sat me for like a month. He didn't let me play for like, wow. well, maybe, maybe it felt like a month. Yeah.
0: It was probably two days.
2: <laughs> it, probably was, it probably was two weekends maybe at the most, yeah. but I think that they were like really important weekends. I think they were like um, qualifying weekends, oh, okay. to like play and PGF and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he sat me, he was like, no, you will not, you will not see the field. Wow. Like you're going to, you're going to sit there and you're going to, and my dad was the assistant coach and he was all for it. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, hell yeah, you're going to sit there. You're going to sit there and you know, all the times that you you were you were yelling at me, thinking that you could get away with this, you know, now your head coach is telling you, yeah, you could sit there. Yeah. So that's a good learning um, lesson, though. No, very good. I mean, I never threw anything ever again until until yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: until
1: college
0: until nobody we, was around kind of <laughs>
2: until, yeah, 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 until I could um, have the um what's the privacy of going into the locker room and right. doing it <laughs> right yeah exactly
0: <laughs> exactly
2: right so yeah. um. No, I, it definitely, like, it shaped me and it helps me, like, respect the game a lot more and just, you know, realize, too, that, like, it's just a game and there's a lot, there's a lot of other things that you can get mad about and show that kind of emotion about. So, I would say that and then just also just having a work ethic. I mean, he was really big on, you know, being the first one there, being the last one to leave and, you know, it's not about the quantity, it's all about the quality of your reps and, you know, fine, fine tuning the, the smallest details. So, I was—I would say I owe almost everything to to Coach Mike, um, and then obviously, I mean, Coach Ford really, really shaped me and molded me into the as the human I am today. So, right on. Coach Mike to start me out, and then Coach Ford to to really, uh, what's the word I'm
0: looking for? Like you know, polish the edges. Gotcha. That makes sense. It does to me anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I know you had success in high school and. and later on in, in travel sharpen ball. The edges. yeah sure but that's Sorry. perfect perfect morgan <laughs>
2: sharpen the edges i'm thinking i'm like that doesn't
0: sound right <laughs> hey it, it, it sharpen the edges is perfect
2: sharpen polish they're, yeah. they're all the same you know
0: exactly <laughs> now now i know you had uh, some success in in high school and and later on in your later ages in travel ball what was that like for you at, at that time
2: uh, it was really good while it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, I mean, the law of averages, you're just never going to be perfect all the time. Right. So, you know, it was hard for me to, it's hard for me to be so successful and then get in the slump. And I, again, that's the name of the game. Something you got to learn, but, um, it was hard. Um, it was good when it was good. And it was not so good when it wasn't. <laughs>
0: Hey, that's like like every sport actually not even yeah. sport life
2: <laughs> yeah but at the same time i again with coach mike i mean just go back to the drawing board and like mm-hmm. you know the game the game knows and if you if you put in the time if you put in the work and you know you're committed to it it'll it'll give back to you so even when i was in my slumps, i mean i i didn't shy away from getting back in the cages and you know working on the craft and grinding it out um at some point eventually like you know the it's gonna turn around and the game's gonna give back. So absolutely. You know, even even it's again, it's the law of averages. I mean, you can you could be super successful and then, you know, the game's gotta humble you out, but in humbling you out, it's gonna give back to you and, and give you that success again
0: too. So one hundred percent.
2: Just gotta ride those waves.
0: Yeah. Ride those waves. Uh so tell us about the recruiting process. What led to the decision to attend Fresno State? Uh
2: yeah. So I actually didn't watch shop while growing up. Did not know who the good teams were, what the good conferences were, anything of the sort. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that you could go to school and get paid, you know, get your school paid for through sports. Like, I didn't even, it was just a foreign concept to me. Really? So, yeah. So when I heard that you could play softball in college, I was like, Oh, I don't give a shit where I go. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. But I don't care where I go. I just wanna yeah. play. Yeah. And if I can get a free a free education in the in the in the midst of it all, yeah. free. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. um for me it was just going somewhere. I didn't know where I wanted to go, who I wanted to play for. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um so when we started going to showcases and there'd be a couple schools that um would like voice to my coach that they had, but they shared an interest. I didn't really, I mean, a lot of them, I had no idea where they were. So I was just like, uh, I mean, I only know UCLA, San Diego state, and maybe USD. Cause I'm from San Diego. So like, I'm, I've yeah. never been, you know, um, so <laughs> I I kind of like, you know, uh, I don't think I want to go there. You know, I'm not really sure where I want to go, but I don't think it's there. And then around the time that I could actually start taking visits, um, Fresno state, I had been noticing Fresno state in the stands and I didn't know who they were there for. Um, and then I ended up getting told like a few weeks later that they were there for me. And I was like, Fresno state, like, first of all, where's Fresno? Is that like in Antarctica? Like, sounds like it's a cold place, you know, Fresno freezing. It just made sense. And then I was an idiot, lived in California, basically my whole life. And it's literally, I was going to say, California.
1: come on. It's literally in California. <laughs> I know. I
2: didn't, I didn't know. It tells you how much I get out. That's amazing. So, um, took my visit. And I mean, I just fell in love with, with coach Ford. I mean, and the whole staff, quite frankly, mm. um, coach Dubbs was there, coach Carlywin and, uh, coach pick Sarah Pickering. Um, Jeff Harger, I think, was like the volunteer at the time, but I fell in love with all of them. And then, um what I liked was that it was like just far enough away that my parents couldn't show up unannounced, but also close enough that they could like come to the games. yeah. Um, and then it felt like a college school. I mean, the football program, the stadium itself, I mean, it just felt like a cute, like it felt like a nice college town which they were. I mean, Fresno community is really, really into Fresno State Athletics. So, right. um I think that's what. That's what drew me to Fresno state. And then on top of it, I don't know if you've ever seen Fresno state football stadium, but man, like they have a pretty field there.
0: Do they? I actually, um, y- you would have think that I would have looked that up doing my research, but
2: <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going a, to it, now. It's beautiful. I mean, the stands, I mean, the stands themselves make you feel like you're in your own football stadium. Is so I, right? I just thought wow. that was really cool. Yeah. So fell in love with that. Um, mostly coach Ford just, mm you know, how much she loved and how much she cared. And, um, I think for my parents, the big thing was like, well, you know, we're not, we're not just here to shape her as an athlete. Like we are going to shape her into a human, like a, a good human being. Yeah. So, um, that was a big thing. And then obviously that's what it turned out to be. So that's what drew me to Fresno State initially. And yeah. then also just, um, like the culture that coach Ford and green there, um, the team, I've never been a part of such a tight knit team. I had never felt so welcomed by a group of people. And then I finally got there and I mean, it's like we had known each other for
0: years That's awesome. and I
2: just met them. So it, it, that's what drew me to Fresno state.
0: Awesome. So like when you initially got there in the fall, was there any like, you know, learning adjustments for, you know, being on oh, your, yeah. on your own?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I had to learn how to cook for myself for one thing. I mean, I knew some things, but, uh, that was an adjustment. And then also like, not just cooking for yourself, but like, you know, cooking like actual nutritious meals,
0: not just crafting, <laughs> Yeah, <You
2: know? laughs> not just, not just mac and cheese yeah. and quesadillas and things you can pop in the microwave. Right. Um, I think that was a really big adjustment. And then also for me, for me, especially, I mean, I was probably the weakest minded person athlete oh. I've ever met. Like if I, if I had to be my freshman year's teammate, Oh my God, I would, <laughs> I would have some words with myself, it's but, right. um, I, it was definitely an adjustment. I mean, school wise, I, I was never, um, I was never someone to worry about. Mm. Um, if I, my parents were always just like, I mean, if you don't get your schoolwork done, then you can't play softball, right. and that's exactly how it was. So, mm-hmm. school wise, it was not very much of an adjustment. I like to think I'm a pretty intelligent human being, um, but softball wise, like I said, like I was just a very weak minded person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I thought I was. I mean, I, I've never lifted weights before. I'd never gone through like hard, hard ass conditioning. Yep. So, you know, to me, I'm thinking I'm pushing myself and I didn't really know that I had like a lot left in the tank, if that makes sense. So I was a very frustrating freshman for the team. I won't even lie about it. Yeah. I, it's nice because I can talk to the girls now and joke about it, but um, I was, it, oh gosh, it was a transition for sure. I, I, I actually remember calling my dad. Uh, probably, I think the third weekend, and I was like,
1: oh, "I'm coming home." Dude. I was like, "Come get me!"
2: And he's like, "All right, like I'll start packing your bags. I'll come get you." And then he calls me about two hours later. He's like, "All right, now you that good? you had some time to calm down, like are you okay?" No, all my bags are packed. He's like, "You didn't pack your bags?" He says, he was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I had a meeting with Coach Ford the next day, and she's like, "Okay, so what's going on?" I was just like, "I'm still good. I don't softball." Everything is so new. Like, there's so much detail in the outfield. I just thought you just stood out there. Like, I am like, I feel like I'm giving my all in, in conditioning and weights and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just, yeah. Again, I was a very weak-minded individual. And uh, wow, it's funny to look back and reflect on now because it's almost like secondhand embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, damn, Morgan, like you're such a little wimp. Like you're such a little freaking, you're a little shit. Uh, shit, so.
0: that's that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's not really hilarious, but I mean, I'm looking back on it now, of course you can laugh. Looking at back
2: it. on it now, uh, yeah, I mean, because you can't. I mean, it is what it is. But it's just so, oh gosh, like <laughs> uh,
0: so. The coach's staffs probably like, "What do we have on our hands right now?"
2: <laughs> Man, again, if I, oh i would I would have hated to be my teammate honestly, that oh, I was so weak minded I was so weak minded
0: like we said it's funny to look look back on it now um,
2: It's funny, it's laughable,
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> so do you remember your first game against Indiana?
2: Oh no oh I, look, okay, I remember nothing
0: get, I, my, to dad, this.
2: my huh? dad pulls these things out and he's like, you were this you were this you were like travel ball, too and I'm like, Dad, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast two days ago <laughs> like I right. don't remember anything. Okay, so tell me about this game. First game against
0: Indiana. Pinched hit for okay. uh, Vanessa Hernandez. He hit a single in the okay. sixth, driving in two. That's a pretty, nice. pretty impressive debut, What? Huh?
2: <laughs> I, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's funny because I can't even picture that at bat. I can't even picture wow. what Indiana was wearing. I can't picture what I was wearing. I can't picture if we were at home or away. I,
0: wow. Yeah, I Actually,
2: remember, I, 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 I remember nothing.
0: Fun fact. You you never okay. got you never got out coming off the bench in your first four games of your college career.
2: I never got out in my first. Oh, nice!
0: There you go. You said it's a, a little trivia thing later on.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, You're making me sound like I'm really good. Well,
0: hey, you did. Hey, you are. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. I mean, you guys had a pretty good year that year, going 12 and one. We did. We had a great year. You started off ten and zero on uh, like to open the season. What do you feel was your biggest takeaway from that freshman season?
2: Um, definitely. Okay, well, I would say that I'm better than I thought I was. Uh, I just and and from that standpoint, I mean, like there were just so many things I was learning, right? Uh, just from a detail standpoint. I mean, I didn't realize how. I don't want to say hard the outfield is, but I didn't realize how much goes into being a great outfielder. I mean, you're talking lines, you're talking
1: yeah. extra
2: efforts. You're talking about setting up balls that are routine. Like there's just a lot of extra things that I didn't even know, um, could set you apart in the outfield. Right. And then from a hitting perspective, I mean, I, I, like in travel ball, it was very simple. See it and hit it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly there's no sitting aside of the plate. There's no sitting a certain pitch. There's no, you know, anything of that nature. Like it was just seat and hit it. And so my, my first year, I mean, I'm, we're watching film. We're talking about certain pitches. We're talking about sitting, sitting a certain side of the plate. We're talking about figuring out how to get on playing with this ball and be on playing with that ball. Like it, it just like, it was so much information mm. um, and it, it was so much information to the point where I I felt like I didn't know how to play softball because it was all such a foreign concept. It was like, what happened to just it being simple. Um, So I would say that my biggest takeaway from my freshman year was that like, um, I belonged there. I was actually good at softball, even though all this information I was trying to digest and process felt and made me feel like I was not good at softball because I had so much to process. Um, But I would say like the biggest thing that I took away from that freshman season was that I I wouldn't be here if I I wouldn't have been there if I wasn't supposed to be exactly. Or if, if, if no one believed in me or if, if I, if coach Ford did didn't think I was good enough to be there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then, I mean, she is the one that told me like, you need to stay over summer and and get with our trainer and, and work on your mental side and, and get tough in the weight room and get tough in the, in the conditioning aspect. Like
1: right.
2: you've got to get tough. So I would say that's what I, I mean that I'm good enough to be there is what I took away from my freshman year. And then, um, in between that summer working with our trainer, Daisy, um, was, was my learning of, wow, you have so much left in the tank, yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. So, so is, is that why, uh, like that first season, is that why you, you DH quite a bit and come off the bench? Was that more or less, you know, they knew you could hit, but you had to learn the, like the outfield fundamentals.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and a big part of it too, is, I mean, i I was fighting for right field and I was behind a senior at the time, Bria Kennedy. Okay. And, um, in my mind, you come in in this little tiny freshman. Well, I wasn't tiny, but this, you know, this little freshman who doesn't know how to play softball, what I felt like. Right. Um, it was like, wow. Like I, I, you're going to tell me, I, coach Ford would, would tell me all the time, like, you know, you need, you need to be in right field. This team means you're about in the lineup and you've got to play right field. And I'm sitting there like you, like, do you not watch what's happening in the outfield? Like, I don't know my left or my right. I don't know what foot's down and what's not. I don't even think I know the gloves on the right hand. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there like, there's no freaking way that we're winning a game with me in right field. So, you know, come come to finally realize that, like, again, it, just, it was all the things I was trying to process. Yeah. So, eventually, like, I, I did learn, like, okay, you can play the outfield, you can hit, but that is why, that is why that I DH a lot. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't going to play over BK. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't have it yet in the outfield on top of it because I was in that mindset of there's no way I'm beating out the senior. I did do all the extracurriculars and gained a lot of weight and, um, was more wrapped up in the social setting of it. Yeah. Um, just cause I, I was, I felt like I wasn't going to play and, yeah, I mean, I gained a lot of weight. I was not as agile as I should have been in the outfield, <laughs> and you know, on top of that, I was again just a weak-minded individual. So, um, I had to earn the DH spot. So that's why I pinch hit some so often. Right. Um, there, because I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Dominique Jackson was the was you know in the in the DH spot most of the time. She yeah. was one. Of, she was also in my class. So I mean, I had to beat out her, and I feel like, I mean she could bunt the ball and it would go over the fence. I mean, <laughs> so I got a lot of pinch hit opportunities because they couldn't work my bat in the lineup because right. there was no way I was going to DH behind, or there was no way I was going to DH in find of Dominique unless Dominique, you know, went on a, on a, on a downward, right. you know, um, and then there was no way I was playing the outfield. So, um, but eventually, I, you
0: I learned, learned you learned, I, I will yeah. say this, I've, I've been a pitcher my whole career. And a couple of times I've been thrown in the outfield, like when, yeah. and it is by far the hardest place to play because I cannot, you know I cannot judge a ball in the air. If it's in the infield, if it's hitting the air, air in the infield, not a problem. Anything in the outfield? Mm-hmm. Nope.
2: Outfield's hard. And I don't think people understand that. I mean, there's a lot of time there, there is, and there isn't a lot of time to think no, you know, and, and, and that's where people get wrapped up in thinking. I mean, in the, out, in, in the, inf- I cannot play infield. I, I will say infield is hard. I will say that I terrified <laughs> you put me anywhere in that dirt. No freaking way. <laughs> but I don't know. The one thing I did enjoy about the infield is that it's all reactionary. Yeah. You don't have time to think it- you do not have time to think. And I think that's what makes the outfield so hard is that you have what feels like all the time in the world. To right.
1: think, Like, yeah
2: think about where you're going. Think about your line. Think about where am I going to go with this ball? Think about setting it up. How far do I need to be behind it? It's just, there's so much. There's so
0: much. Yeah. So, uh, sophomore season, you'd be named to the 2017 NFCA, all Pacific region, second team, all mountain West first Mm -hmm. team led the team Mm -hmm. with a 418 batting average. What was it clicked that clicked for you? Was it that summer training?
2: Um, I I think, I think that had a lot to do with it. I mean, that put me physically in a really great spot. It made my mind a lot tougher Mm -hmm. Um, because coach Ford and that whole staff left. So there was a whole culture shift. Uh, There was a whole shift in process. And I mean, in terms of how we run practice, how we uh, get ready for teams and series. Um, There was just a lot that was different. I think what made, me uh successful i would say is the freedom to mm, i'm not gonna say not be afraid to fail but i wasn't this sounds bad there was not as much emphasis on every little tiny detail that i had the freedom to mess up and not get in trouble for it or i had the freedom to just run down a ball without having to worry about what foot i landed on Mm -hmm. or things of that nature. Same with like swinging. Like I didn't have to worry about swinging to a spot and, and, and mechanically and fundamentally being all there, all sound every single time. So I know that sounds uh, lazy, but with all the information that I had to absorb and process my freshman year, yeah. it was really nice to just have the freedom to let loose and just play softball. And I think that that's, that's where, you know, it started the uh, confidence. Yeah. Um, that I built back up and then what was nice is that you still had all the returning players that knew coach ford's culture and knew you know our standard of of details and things like that so while I was able to have the freedom you know to not really pay attention to a lot of the crazy details I was learning I still had um, teammates to hold all of us to that standard of okay well we still want to be you know as what sort I'm looking for efficient and yeah um you know with all of our movements and things like that and we still want to be powerful with everything that we do so i mean we could coach each other up if that yeah. makes sense but it was less of a uh you weren't worried about running poles if you didn't get your gloves went down yeah i mean you weren't worried you know you weren't you weren't worried about those types of like punish not only punishments but just like uh feedback and uh
0: no i know i know exactly what you mean.
2: consequence you know what i mean yeah.
0: It's, it's funny so. though. It's funny how the brain works. So, I mean, if you're relaxed, even just a little bit, it's mm-hmm. funny how, how much better you can perform.
2: hundred percent because it's all, it's, because then it's all just muscle memory like yes. read and react, yeah. you know?
0: So, so I'm guessing the coaching thing, is that what led to the transfer to Arizona state?
2: Yeah. There was just a lot of things I didn't really um, agree with. Um, because, like I said, there was still a, there was still a standard that we all held amongst each other, just because the culture was so far ingrained from mm-hmm. Coach Ford. and there were just things that would be said or um, um, it, it, the the vision was not the same between the players and the coaching staff.
1: Yeah, that makes and, it tough.
2: Uh, and, you know, so I mean, we just came off this crazy season, this really really successful season. And then um, we're asked, you know, what are your what are your team goals for the season? We're, we're, and we're like, I mean, we're just as stacked as we were the year before. Like, we want to go undefeated mm-hmm. throughout our season. Why not? We want to make it deep in a regional, get to a super regional. Why not us? Like, our school has a that is a Natty Champ. Granted, it's from years ago, but I mean, they're still national champions. Like,
0: yeah, it, it can't take it away from them.
2: Exactly. So. Um, it was just one of those things I like, mean, we were fired up, it was like, why not us? We were all bought in. And it was like, well, you should just worry about getting, you know, two, two out of three, every series, just worry about winning every series and just getting to a regional. Oh wow! And it was like, like, and it was just, it almost just felt like, you know, you applied for this job and you got the job, but did you even research the team that you're coming into? Because we've been to a regional, how many times in the last right so-and-so years? Like, yeah. how are you going to say that? So it just, Um, I just felt, I just felt like the standard and the, um, the, what we held each other to as, um, as a team just didn't match what she had, um, envisioned, if that makes sense. So that's, that, that did it for me. And then there was just a lot of just behind the scenes things that just didn't sit well and I didn't really agree with. So, um, I mean, I felt like I was going to become a better human being and athlete elsewhere. Um, Yeah. Preferably coach Ford, just from what I learned in that one year and um, versus the next year. So it was, I mean, that's what ultimately led to that.
0: Right on. So how, how was the transition? Did the like teammates Um, teammates make it easy for you?
2: Oh, and and I think that's what's so great is um, some of my best friends are are from like i met at fresno state and they they were telling me to go they were like no how you have two more years you know we're like we're staying because we have we have one there's no reason to leave i mean
1: yeah
2: we're in it you know we can we can get through another year but you just have too much time don't don't waste your time here like go be great you know we love you and like it's not personal like mm-hmm. we get it yeah. so that i think that's what made it so, so great. Cause I, I mean, I'm still go dogs forever till I die. Yeah. I mean, Fresno state, I loved my time at Fresno state. Um, but again, it's, it's just the people that I left and that pushed me to leave Is yeah. is also why it made it so easy.
0: Right on. Well, makes sense. Now yeah. that, uh, that first season with Arizona state, pretty, pretty memorable one for you. Oh yeah, not 100%. you know. Not only was it a new team, but you'd make the women's college world series. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to that, though, how amazing was the feeling when you defeated South Carolina at the supers to advance?
2: Oh man, I still get chills every time I watch those videos. Yeah. Every time I watch those games. Every time I see highlights yeah. from that from that weekend, I mean, chills. It was. I think I, where the chills stem from is just this like the stadium, the fans, mm. like hearing them and hearing that they're for us. Oh gosh, yeah, it exhilarating for sure
0: oh i mean adrenaline rush alone like that's yeah must be unreal
2: yeah it was
0: yeah
1: yeah
2: (laughs) i yeah
0: reminiscing
2: seriously i'm all i want to go hit right now i'm I'm so fired up about it
0: (laughs) so i mean any of the guests that we've had on here you know, that had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to play at the world series, talk about the atmosphere in OKC and just how special it is personally for you. Mm -hmm. What do you remember about it?
2: Well, a lot of people Mm. for one. So, uh, I think, I think what was, I think the thing I remember the most is, um, how big everything felt, right? Like the stadium itself felt big, the field itself felt big. And it, it really it wasn't, it's the same field we play on every day, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, The teams felt big, just everything felt big. Um, Felt like I was walking miles everywhere I went. Like it just, it's a big stage. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then I, I mean, I would say what was really cool is, I mean, at least our first game against Oregon, it didn't really matter what fans were there like everyone's just a fan of softball right I think that was amazing because you couldn't really decipher like you had fans that you didn't even know or that weren't even wearing your colors or weren't even they were just fans of softball so I thought that that was really really incredible um and then obviously we our game against OU I mean I won't forget how dead silent it was when Whenever we did something good, but you know, if they did, it was, you couldn't even hear the person next to you. So (laughs) yeah. Something else I won't ever forget, but yeah, I would just say just the, the, everything itself was just, it just felt so large.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine how, you know, the girls felt this year, you know, with that they added the Um, upper deck and yeah, like that must've been phenomenal this year.
2: Yeah. So I got to, I got to go, I was, I was watching Florida state actually this year and oh man, it's beautiful. Mm. It is, and when just when you thought it, it couldn't get any louder.
0: Yeah, yeah, unreal. <sighs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about that opening game against Oregon. I mean, you hit okay. a th- you hit a three run shot off Miranda Elish. Uh, I Did that had to be pretty cool. Huh?
2: I will say, as I mentioned earlier, I don't remember anything about softball, any games I've ever played in. I can tell you I remember that at bat. I would hope so. (laughs) I remember that at bat. Um, That was really, that was really, oh gosh, I felt like that was really rewarding because um, if I remember correctly or what it had felt like was in the regular season, I did not hit well against her or who was the other one? Um, Elish and, I know her name. Elish and, nope, I don't remember her name. Okay, I know it. Like I can picture her face. I can picture her mask. I can picture her being in the circle.
0: We'll say a a really good, a really good picture.
2: It'll come back (laughs) to me in like five minutes. But, um, I just, I, I just remember I didn't feel like I had a really great, uh, series against either or. Mm. And, um, so I mean just to go back and watch the film, go back and work that pitch, especially because it was a, it was a drop ball. And, Working with Harder my freshman year on drop balls was the most frustrating. Like if there was one thing that was gonna make me quit softball forever, it was freaking drop
0: balls. Oh, I hate drop balls so much.
2: And <laughs> me and Harger worked on a low tee for hours on end. Like I, uh, so just for me to finally like piece it together and finally you know get a real taste of success off a of freaking drop ball. Mm-hmm on the biggest stage like i just that uh, man it, that was yeah it was a really rewarding at that no doubt. for a lot of the, for for a lot of the behind the scenes aspects that, it, that yeah. it held.
0: right on um your senior season with the sun devils uh yeah. safe to say it didn't end the way you wanted it to
2: uh no no it, it did not yeah. uh however i i think i think that we um gave Alabama run for their money,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I think I don't think there was much more that we could have done, right. especially in that second game against Alabama. Um, I actually was just talking to Skylar about this the other day, and I'll I'll say it every every day of the week and twice on Sunday. The the ball that Skylar hit to end the game was going to end the game regardless whether it was caught or whether right. it got through. I mean, I told Skylar I was like I was scoring from first base, so I I whether <laughs> Whether it got through or it didn't, that ball, it, like that, that ball was going to end the game. Exactly. So yep. that's that's the one thing that like uh, helps me sleep at night yeah. is it. It was a fifty-fifty shot. Mm-hmm. She either caught it or she didn't. So,
0: um, I mean, you had a yeah, pretty, no, you had a pretty not good not last game to too, eh? You had three for four in your last game. I mean, that's pretty good way to go out, though.
2: And it's funny because I. Don't remember. <laughs> don't remember any of those. At, I don't remember any of those at bats. And I. I'm glad I can uh, serve
0: as your memory. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, I'm. I'm really glad for that. I also c- would tell you that, like, if you if if I had to guess, like, if my life depended on it, like, what were what what did you how did you hit in your last you know your last game of your college career? I probably would have said that I probably went like over. Like I really like it. Just I mean the loss. I mean the loss yeah. makes you feel like yeah.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, 100 percent. Yeah, you know, yeah.
2: but I just especially don't remember anything. So
0: (laughs) Uh, so what would you say was your biggest takeaway from your time at Arizona state?
2: Biggest takeaway. Um, I would say my biggest takeaway is just trusting the process and, you know, loving the hard, Mm um, Megan Kleist. Megan Kleist is the other picture. <laughs> oh,
0: there it is. There it is. It, I told you. Jesus. I told
2: look at,
0: you, I, I'm looking at my watch. It was five minutes.
2: <laughs> I told you. I told you. Megan Clay. Okay. Yeah. Day, sorry. <laughs> I told you, next to me in five minutes. That's amazing. Um, um, biggest take. Oh, I said biggest takeaway was um, loving the heart and trusting mm-hmm. the
1: process. Yep.
2: Um, did you ask me why?
0: No. Just, I just want uh, to know what your biggest takeaway was. Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. actually, I forgot to ask you, actually, what did you have as, as a walk-up song in college?
2: Okay, so they varied. So okay, yes. I, I think my freshman year was Ali Bumaye, um, just the instrumental version. Okay. And then my sophomore year was This Is Why I'm Hot. Okay. That's a lie. No, that's a lie. Sophomore year, it was Pop, Lock, and Drop It. Oh, I had the, <laughs> I had the whole stadium lit. <laughs> it was great. Everyone was having a good time. So pop, Lock, and Drop It. Nice. My junior year, so at Arizona State, you get two walk-up songs. But if you're not a senior, the seniors get to choose your second one. So my <laughs> first song, I think I went back to Ali Bumaye, the instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then the second one that they chose for me was Questions by Chris Brown because I was always up in the group. Me, like, what are we wearing today? What time do we? I just had all these questions all the time. So they, <laughs> it, it, was, it was fitting. And then my senior year, the my senior year, my first song was "This Is Why I'm Hot." There it is. Yeah. And then my second song that I chose was for my dad. It was um, "Tom Sawyer" by Rush.
0: Oh, nice! Right on. Yeah,
2: I he had been asking me for years to do that song, and I was like, "No way, dad! It's lame. No way, it's lame." <laughs> and of freaking course, if I did anything big. It was because I walked out. Like it was because that song played. Nice. Like of course. And I was like, "Dang, Dad! If you told me that it held magical powers, I would have had this song playing my freshman year."
0: That must have made him feel proud.
2: Oh yeah, it, I think it made him cry every time. Every time he he heard it. Right.
0: that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Athletes Unlimited. How awesome was that first season?
2: Oh man, it was. Yeah, It was it was great for a lot of reasons. I mean, for one, like I said, I thought my career was over and mm-hmm. then I had my hopes all high because of Canada. And then I my citizen wasn't going to go through. So then my hopes and dreams crashed back down. And then I tried out for California commotion and my, my hopes were all high again. And then COVID and my hopes went right back down. So yep. just for the sake of still playing softball, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I went into that just thinking like don't take it for granted you really don't know if you're ever going to play again after this like just have fun I ended up shocking myself and doing really well mm-hmm. um but uh, it's just amazing for the fact that I was able to play softball again and actually suit up in a uniform and actually be a player and, and be and then you know the next and probably most amazing part of it was that I got to play with all these people that are just phenomenal softball players. I mean, phenomenal softball players. You see them on TV all the time. You yeah. see their names everywhere. But then to learn that they were like actual, true, genuine characters and human beings on the side of it. I mean, because you only see them as athletes. And then to get to them, get to know them as people, and spend you know real time and you know quality quality time to have you know genuine conversations with them. It was just the entire experience as a whole yeah. was just you know, cause I'm even in the quick stuff, I can't, I can't decipher between personal and softball things. Right. And so athletes and women, I just felt was like a really great place for all of it. Yeah. To all converge into one. Yeah. And it, it just, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Man.
0: I, I loved everything about it. I, I raved. I've been raving about it on this podcast since, mm-hmm. since it happened. I mean, I, yeah. I talked to, you know, Victoria and, and Kat and, you know, Erica and I, just totally I loved it like the whole point system everything about it was just and the whole draft all of that stuff I I just thought made for really entertaining softball and you know and then this year being able to to go back again and the fact that there's going to be fans in the stands this year that's going to be amazing
2: yeah I I'm so excited for fans yeah and I think that's just because like, again, I think it's going to be not, I think it's just going to be like fans of softball. Like that's what I love about athletes unlimited. Like you just have a bunch of athletes thrown together and they just get to play. Like you have a lot of people that followed, not just like, I mean, followed a bunch of schools, but then in turn ended up following the athletes. And so just like, you know, my one and only time in the, at the, at the college world series, like fans of softball like Mm -hmm. they're excited for no matter what side you're on you know so i that's what i'm most excited for just fans of softball being able to watch softball in a live setting again and see you know some of their favorite athletes play with and against each other like it just oh man it's gonna be the fake fans just did not do it for me
0: no i don't imagine like that must be you know like they piped in sound did they not
2: they did, yeah, and and I just the only one I ever distinctly remember is this this crying baby in the background. Like there was <laughs> there was always like it was just happen every maybe like mm, ten minutes. Like there'd just be that little hint of like crying baby, and I just I couldn't do
0: it. Oh my god, that would be annoying.
2: Yeah, it was not. It's
0: not. <laughs> so, what was the best part of of last summer for you personally?
2: Um. I think rekindling, I don't want to say rekindling friendships, but like getting to be back with people that I haven't seen in years yeah. or um, play with in years or I had played in passing and maybe knew of them, but didn't really you know, know them on a personal level. I think that that was like just the best part of, of AU. I mean, we were trapped in a bubble, but you know, normally when you're trapped with a bunch of girls, at least from girl, a girl's perspective, I mean, you get annoyed of each other, you guys get sick of each other but they're like these people I just hadn't seen in years or Mm -hmm. I had only known about and known of, and we've maybe had said hi. And like, you got to know them on a deeper level. So I think that was my favorite part was just developing those connections or rekindling friendships or, um, you know, coming back together years down the road. I mean, like me and Erica Stella, she was on my very first travel ball team. And that was when we were like 10, 11, 12 ish. And after that travel ball team, we ended up going different ways. Like we both went to different high schools. We went and played different travel ball teams. She went out to McNeese State. I went out to uh, Fresno and then Arizona. Like, we just never saw each other ever again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But we got all sorts of close again, you know, back at AU. And then, like, even Kama. I mean, Kama and I uh, were recruited together, went to Fresno State together, lived together our freshman year. Uh, we're both at Fresno State again, sophomore year, transferred at the same time. She went to Cal, I went to ASU, you know, the universe brought us back together on senior day, about to spend senior day together. Um, but then it was just kind of like, Hey, when am I going to see you next? And then boom, AU. we were roommates again. So right. it just, you know, our, our college debuts, we were roommates and our, our pro debuts, we were roommates. So it just, it just, just the personal friendships and the personal connections that I, that I made was probably my favorite part of
0: the summer. Awesome. Awesome. I think you kind of ruined my final segment. Actually, no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm, only kidding. I'm only kidding. Last segment. It's called player association. Okay. I'm going to throw out some names to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just touched on Erica and Kama, but uh, you're going to touch yeah. on them again. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw out some names. You can say as much about them or as little about them as you want. All right. Okay. All right. First one, Jill Compton.
2: I owe everything okay I, owe, I feel like I say this a lot like I owe everything to to multiple different people <laughs> but Jill is I think one of the most uh, behind the scenes people that I owe everything to um, because Jill was a senior when I was a freshman and she was, a, she was the one that really like physically took me under her wing and was like alright Mohal let's go like we're mm-hmm. gonna we're going to make you better. Cause Jill, I mean, she's a senior, she's experienced. She knows what it takes. She knows how to get there. She's got the mental side all figured out. And I clearly didn't. Mm. And I mean, she just, she shoved me under her wing and was like, let's go. So from then on, she just was always someone that understood my mind, how it works, you know, what I thought of myself in certain situations and things of that nature. Um, Cause she was our GA my sophomore year um but she was also my roommate my sophomore year so i was just able to vent to her and you know she knew she just knew me Mm. she just knew me in and out and then sophomore so yeah sophomore there she was there and then we all i say we all because there's a lot of us but ended up at asu again she's a ga at asu like just gets me i can vent to her i can talk to her about anything i want and she just gets it and then there for my senior season, like she just was there throughout my entire career. So, wow. like honestly, a backbone. Honestly, someone that just flies so far under the radar in terms of like you know people that you wouldn't think. You know, got me through you know my process and my journey, but Jill, Jill Compton is a lifer. Love her nice. to death. Owe her ninety percent of <laughs> of <laughs> what i became in
0: college that's so. awesome i didn't know it ran that deep that's that's awesome
2: yeah
0: uh next taylor becerra
2: uh taylor becerra i think it's sad because i only got to play two years with taylor becerra but science rules and if she ever listens to this she'll understand what i'm saying <laughs> um no just one of the sweetest individuals i've ever met um Works fucking. Oh, sorry. Works hey, freaking hard. You
0: can, you can swear on this. <laughs> but hey, fuck. You can swear on this.
2: <laughs> works so hard. Um, so attentive to details and so willing to like help other people out. Um, yeah. Just one of the most giving individuals. I rarely ever see her not smiling, not, you know, upbeat, not having a good time. So one of the best energies and one of the best vibes I've ever been around.
0: Right so. now. Didn't she, did she have a, uh, ACL injury or something?
2: Yeah, so our series at Stanford, she, oh my gosh, she put the most beautiful butt down. Beautiful butt down. Uh, hit the bag at first base. Ball went elsewhere. She tried to pivot to go to second and uh, her afraid. her body went, her knee didn't, and that ended up being, you know, the, the end of her her career, so... Oh. Definitely um those stories you hear about and it just sucks because like I said, like Taylor's one of the most deserving people in terms of good things happening to them. Mm. So just I mean, shattered my heart. Like, you know, I vowed that every game I played the rest of that season was for her. So
0: Shit. That just, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. It
2: was it was really hard to go through senior day without Kay being able to like take mm. the field with us.
0: So no especially doubt.
2: because she was somebody her and Skylar were the two left in that class that like stuck it out was there all four of their years through mm-hmm. all the coaching transitions, things like that. So, right. I mean, just for me to be able to come in and, you know, know how much that weighed on, on them too. Like it just broke, I mean, it broke my heart, broke
0: everyone's heart. So. No doubt. Uh Speaking of Skylar, Skylar McCarty.
2: Skylar, my bestie for the rest of you right there. <laughs> um Man, we went through some outfield stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sky so much. Um Sky is somebody that if you don't have Sky in your corner, you're fucked. That's, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that right? You, you
2: you want Sky in your corner. Sky might be small, but she is the mightiest little thing I've ever she she could she could mess some people up.
0: I'm picturing yeah. the movie Mean Girls right now.
2: <laughs> no, no. Not mean girls, so she's actually a good person. Oh, okay. Skye's, no, Sky's a very, very, very good person, okay. and that's what I mean. Though it's like yeah. she's she's small, like you might you might underestimate her. But Skye, I mean, she goes to war for her people, and right she on. fights for what's right. She will speak up, and she will say what she needs to say, and she does not care. Like mm-hmm. uh, Skyes' just one of the realest people I've ever met. She does not candy coat anything. She tells you straight up what you need to hear, whether you want to hear it or not, and that's why I respect her so much as my friend. Um but like I said if she's if 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 you're on the wrong side if you're not in that corner yeah uh you should be worried
0: that's awesome you should be worried, <laughs> that's, awesome. <laughs> should be worried. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh two more Erica okay. Pianca-Stelli.
2: Erica Piancastelli. like I said she was part of my first travel team um that was back when we were like 10ish 11 12ish and i mean I was actually closer with her twin Nikki when we played on that team together, Um, and then through the years, I think Nikki fell more into basketball rather than softball. Mm -hmm. So I would I would see Erica out at the fields or like in passing in uh, not college in high school, Um, but never really Nikki. And then Erica and I didn't really like again like we weren't super close, but we would talk every here and there, especially in college um, because I would see her on like you know, doing something great, yep. obviously, because that's just Erica. And, you know, I'd be like, congratulations, like, I'm so freaking happy for you, Missy so much, we you got to catch up and we, we never did. And then yeah. again, finally, like, I mean, we get to AU and it was like, we picked up right where we left off. Like, That's awesome. Our 12-year-old selves in Orlando, Florida, in the rain, in our matching outfits going to opening day ceremonies. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I love Erica. She's, she's one of the goofiest but okay, goofiest, like funniest, but also so like she can be super serious and just she's mm-hmm. so I love her. I just can't. And,
0: and has such I an amazing and an amazing swing. Like her and, swing is ridiculous. Don't even get me
2: started on her swing. <laughs> I don't like. There's not many people that can handle a leg kick, and she just makes it look so I know freaking easy. But that's the thing about Erica is like Erica is so so committed to her craft and Mm -hmm. she's so about the process and that's one thing that i just idolize so much about erica is like she trusts wholeheartedly in the process no matter how horrible yeah it is and i mean her swing goes to prove that i mean she just that and then just just as committed she is to the process of like her swing and her craft i mean she's just as committed to that same process but on a personal level in terms of growth and Mm -hmm you know having a good head on your shoulders and being a confident human being and yeah. and then also like putting that out into the world and like sharing that same you know love for everyone so yeah. i just man yeah good, i i <sighs> one, I, of, the, one I, of the best people i've ever i've ever had the, the pleasure of knowing
0: yeah i have a feeling she's going to have a huge olympics
2: yeah oh yeah um she I'm really excited. She again. When we talk about people that are like the most deserving. That's one of them right there. Yeah. So for sure. I I can't wait to watch her in the Olympics.
0: Yeah. She's
2: she's worked so freaking hard.
0: Absolutely. Last one. Kamalani okay. Dung.
2: That is my ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. There's that's my that's my sister right there. Um,
0: I can tell from social media. <laughs>
2: she just. It's just crazy what the universe has done for it, for Calma and I. Because again, as I mentioned earlier, like Calma and I got recruited together. Um, we were freshman year roommates. Didn't room together sophomore year, but we were there sophomore year together. Had really great years. Both decided to leave, and when we left, I mean, she went to Cal, I went to ASU. Only saw each other at freaking Mary Nutter, and then when we played each other in conference. Mm-hmm. um, and every time that we saw each other same thing with erica like we never like we never missed a beat it was like i just saw her yesterday but just you want to match energy with someone comma will match your energy um comma's down for anything she's down for a great time and like it doesn't matter where you are like or what environment you're in like comma is someone that will have a great time no matter where you're at
0: those are the best people
2: but man and then again like for us to be roommates in our rookie debuts and us to be roommates you know four or five years earlier as as little freshmen you know walking into college together just crazy how the universe works and just on a personal side like i mean her and i both at that time in au i mean we're going through some things just in our personal lives and Mm -hmm. um felt like that was very similar to whenever like when we were together in uh fresno and and um whenever we would find each other back again in yeah in college like there's always be something that we'd be going through at that very specific moment in time and then we just so happen to you know be in the same area and we'd be able to talk about it. it was just like a breath of fresh air you know what i mean so just to be at au and be able to like for six weeks be in our own world our own little bubble and just you know be carefree and just You know, yes, talk about those things and get through those things, but do it together. Just love karma with my whole heart.
0: Yeah. Doing my research for you here. I come across, you know, some of the videos that you posted from AU with you two. And man, they are frigging hilarious. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, Like I said, matching energy. I mean, yeah, we could be we could be really calm one day. And then just be absolute crackheads the next day. Like it doesn't matter. Like, but we're just always on the same wavelength.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest one was, I think she was sleeping and you started doing some dance on her bed. and I was yeah, like, Oh my no God. Care. That's friggin' awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. That's my ride or die right there.
0: Right on. All right, Morgan, this has been awesome. I need to thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time and uh, you know, for you to come on. I really appreciate it. And I wish you nothing but the best, you know, in season two of AU and and going forward.
2: Thank you so much. And I just got to say like this, this couldn't have been better timing. Uh, Again, with personal things that are going on in my life, this is something that I actually, I absolutely needed. And again, couldn't have been um, at a better time. It was a nice, nice uh, little reminiscent period and reflecting and chance to laugh and just appreciate you know the things that have happened in my life so really thankful that you asked me to come on here awesome
0: awesome well thanks again really appreciate it take care morgan
2: thanks so much you as well <laughs> all right it's classified
1: baby it's the weekend on the east coast got a little crazy last night Woke up in the backseat of a robo no, clothes, no you ready always i guess i do
0: smoker and homeowner. Show closer, show boater and stone thrower. Party people in, and the people stay at home sober. It's for the ones who give me love and the cold shoulder. I do this for the loan brokers
2: and the yo YOLOers. The go-getters and the Monday morning no-showers. It's for the high rollers with no
0: chauffeurs and the ones who ain't got nothing to hide like comb-overs. Take a spice rum with a little cold soda. I'm the giving type, organ and bone donor. You can feel the pressure building as you grow older. Sprite hard yeah, I told ya. this is for the, the weekend us.
1: on the west coast and we got a little crazy last night side Come on come get back she'd go road go on don't go stop phone come
0: Yes, I'm the best. No pressure, nonetheless. Nah. One might come test until they figure out. Just think about knocking the bit, getting this grip, taking a trip, and having a sip. I made your girl want a skinny dip when she seen me rub my three time. I made your girl genie. She made my disappear and reappear. Do it then. Gave it to her best friend. Do it then. See, I don't even know one Matt. But we smoke Somewhere in Nova Scotia, Canada, busting the map. You see, Pippin ain't got no restrictions. I'm your DJ while I'm
1: staying in the. Mixing, fixing the batch I
0: woke up with a